Greetings, listeners. Welcome to another episode of WIP12 Podcast. And you might notice it's a different host for today. It's me, Ollie, um, and my co-host is Raymond. Hey, Raymond. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm, I'm doing great. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. So let's introduce the topic for today. Yeah. Um, we are going to be talking about sneaky shenanigans. So oh, yeah. that's everything in the game that is a bit less direct, a bit more subtle, um, a little bit less straightforward. And as an Ariadna player, I think, Raymond, you will be very familiar with some of these strategies. Yeah, especially the, the, the camouflage <laughs> ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as a Hackerslam player myself, I am also familiar with quite a number of these strategies. So, just to introduce all of our listeners to these skills, um, what we're really talking about are unconventional techniques, the kind of skills that break up the normal move and shoot order and introduce a couple of new uh, angles of attack. So they might be things like camouflage, which replaces your model with a marker, um, in which case you can't be shocked, you're a marker instead of a model. Or perhaps things like parachutist, which lets you deploy on the side of the board instead of in the normal deployment zone. So I think it would probably be good to start with a discussion and a brief synopsis of um, all of these different skills and how they might be used. What do you think, Raven? Yeah, that uh, would be great. Cause, um, and I also think um, a lot of these skills, well, you, you, you get them in the book, especially as a beginner, like, this is the state. I know from, uh-huh. from experience that I started out with Ariadna, I painted up all my models, I go to the first battle, and then my chasseur was on top of the fridge, just <laughs> for like two and a half part of the, uh, two, two and a half turns. I was like, is this is this the game? I'm just putting in these markers and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be a bit strange. So at first glance, they 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 might be a bit silly. You you paint your model and then you do not use them. I, I've I've been at times I know from that <laughs> experience that I uh, used lists where I had like two chasseurs on the battlefield, but I actually had one model, so I just yeah, had two markers that's really down. Funny. <laughs> I um. <laughs> I'm also very familiar with the pain of spending ages painting up a Liberto that's marker state and eight points. Um, <laughs> it's, it doesn't feel worth it to me anyway. Um, so why don't we start off with one of the most common skills, a skill that you're going to see in virtually every faction, not every single one, but the vast majority of them. Yeah. And that would be camouflage. Um, yeah. Very important skill. Uh, do you want to do the honors on this one uh, and just talk a little bit about camouflage and what it is? Yeah, well, uh, a camouflage model. Yeah, it's a, it's deployed as a as a marker, and it cannot be attacked unless it mm-hmm. reveals itself by doing anything other than moving, mm-hmm. or uh, if you're able to discover it and get it out of its marker state. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you you like we said, you replace the model with uh, with a physical marker on the board. Um, yeah, and uh, it also uh, tweaks the arrow reaction a bit, because as an ARO, you're allowed to uh, delay as a player confronting a marker to wait and see if the marker either uh, reveals itself to fire, or mm-hmm. uh, and then you're allowed to fire back, or mm-hmm. that it moves, and then 
well, your order is wasted. Or right. Your arrow yeah. is wasted. Absolutely. So camouflage is a bit of a weird one, yeah. I think, for a lot of new players especially, but there are a couple of big advantages here. So the first is that because you're a marker instead of an actual troop, you can't be shot by things until mm. you reveal. Um, so that means... Uh, if it's the opponent's turn, for example, you can waste a lot of their time by staying as a camouflage marker, yeah. not revealing. Um, and then, obviously, one of the big advantages here is the opponent doesn't know what profile you are, right? Because yeah. you're not putting the troop on the board, so they don't know are you a rifle or do you have a shotgun? Do you have like MSV or not? Like they yeah. don't know precisely what you are. So camouflage is really, really good. Yeah, um, and you have like a, a, a and your vision, like most models, is 180. But mm -hmm. the camouflage marker is still a 360 vision, so it can respond mm. to anything uh, surrounding it. That's true. They make very, very good zone control. Like you put them in an area of a board and they can protect it because they see in every direction and the opponent doesn't even know what yeah. they are, um, yeah. which is great. Um, so there's an extension to camouflage, another skill that you'll see on some camouflage models quite a lot, which is hidden deployment. Mm -hmm. um, hidden deployment is another skill. Um, and what it basically says is when you deploy the model with hidden deployment on the table, you do it secretly. So you don't place a marker, you don't place the model, you just do nothing at all, and you write a note or take a picture of where that model is. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of like camouflage and then a little bit extra, right? Yeah. It's super secret. Um, and hidden deployment is really well known and a bit notorious among experienced infinity players for hiding uh very threatening aro pieces yeah. um there are a couple of really big ones in the game but the the trick here is because the enemy has no idea they're there they might be casually crossing um a lane and they think oh it's fine you know there are no aros there's nothing here mm -hmm. and then you you suddenly reveal this hidden deployed model that was there the whole time and you surprise your opponent with an ARO. Yeah. Or famously, uh, wait a few turns uh, in a battle where your opponent uh, thinks uh, you're not close to an objective and then all of a sudden uh, a specialist reveals itself and can do mm -hmm. a, a last, uh, last turn ditch effort to uh, mm -hmm. flip the uh, flip the battle into uh, from a draw or loss to a win. Yeah, absolutely. There's um, some really nice uses of hidden deployment on missions like quadrant control, where the opponent might think, "Oh, you know, I've controlled this zone. I've got more models here. I've got more points." And then at the end, you reveal that you actually have another thirty or forty points in that zone, um, yeah. and it can completely turn things around. Yeah. yeah. So it's really good for that kind of thing. Um. So there's yeah. another class of skills. Um, we've talked about camouflage and hidden deployment. So these are kind of um, things being off the table, things being markers, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, there are also the um, airborne deployment skills, parachutist and combat jump. Um, yes. Do you want to go through parachutist? Yeah, well, um, the parachutist does not deploy normally. Uh, instead, it, uh, it's... it's what the rule is, if the if the model is not on the board, then you do not gain an order from it. But once you want to reveal a parachutist, you spend its own order, uh, you put it into your order pool, and then you can come in mostly from the sides um, or your own deployment mm -hmm. zone. But there are mm -hmm. units that can uh, also deploy into your opponent's de deployment zone. Oh, so, yes. Which can yes, be disgusting. 
Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they reveal themselves. Uh, the drawback is that you, yeah, you come in uh, on that order, so anything mm-hmm. that could see can uh, respawn. So it's yeah. best to parachutist into into a position where you are at least likely to survive. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, yeah, you come on from a flank, which is uh, uh, can be pretty devastating if your opponent isn't uh, aware of something coming in from either the side or even from the back. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, really powerful, uh, aggressive um, skill in my eyes. Yeah. Um, because exactly what you said, you know, your opponent might push a lot of models up and be ready to hit you head on. And then suddenly you've got, you know, one or two troops in their back line. Yeah. Um, that can be amazing. Yeah, it can be a game changing or either a game winning uh, move. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah. the one over uh, on, on that is the combat jump, which, uh, yeah, you actually have to roll for it, but you can come on anywhere on the battlefield. So, but there is the risk of uh, dispersing. Yeah, ending up in your own deployment zone if you do not make the physical roll. That's absolutely true. So more flexible than parachutist because yeah. you're not coming on a side, you're coming on wherever you want, but you have to roll for it. Um, one of the interesting things about these two skills is quite a lot of the models that have combat jump also have parachutist. Yeah. So you've got that choice of thinking to yourself, do I want to come on the side safely or do I want to roll and come down exactly where I need to be? Um including the enemy's deployment zone as well with combat jumps. So yeah. sometimes it can be much more powerful. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been a long... Especially in N3 that uh, people went for the safe bet and uh, just go uh, parachutist. But mm-hmm. in the current N4, there are some bonuses to be had on your physic by yeah. way of Evo and some of the missions even providing some mm-hmm. extra physic to uh, jump in. Yeah, definitely. Some bonuses to the roll to make it a little bit safer. Yeah. Yeah, so those are the airborne skills. Um, Now we're going to move on to a couple of stranger skills, which are the hollow skills. Yeah. Um, Now, these ones are a bit weird. So what they basically do is they are mainly used to conceal the identity of a troop, but you're not necessarily a marker. So... The basic one here is hollow mask. And all that basically means is when you deploy a model with hollow mask, you just place a different model instead. Um, the model that you place has to be the same size. So you can't put a tag in the place of a, a normal infantry. <laughs> um, that would be a bit silly, but um, if you just awesome. use it, it would, it would be awesome. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how it would work in practice. Yeah. It'd be great. Um, but you you just place something else down instead, and this can be uh, used for a, a couple of different um, couple of different reasons. Um, you might want to hide an aggressive troop as something that's a little less aggressive, so your opponent doesn't target it, doesn't really know that they should avoid it. Mm-hmm. You could um, hide a very very strong reaction piece as something that the opponent doesn't need to worry about and then when they move out to kill that reaction piece you suddenly reveal that it's something very dangerous um and uh, a couple of factions i think have lieutenants that have hollow mask so you can hide the fact that it's your lieutenant military orders comes to mind i think they have one Mm. um rare skill hollow mask though you don't see it that often do you 
No, but uh, when it's used, it uh, um, uh, mostly provides a lot to that army, like um, mm. uh, especially for Hakislam, where you have Saladin yeah. and uh, yes, uh, it's a yeah crazy important lieutenant. It's yeah. nice to have a other unit that can actually hollow mask and pretend to be Saladin as well. Yeah, definitely, really important. So if you are playing a faction with hollow mask in it. Um, and you've got a very obvious lieutenant. So the example that Raymond gave here is um, Saladin in Hack Islam. Yeah. You can take another model with hollow mask and pretend to be Saladin. And then the opponent doesn't know which one the real one is, um, yeah. which is really good. Really good. Yeah. Um, and then the extension to hollow mask that I'm going to screw up the rules for. I know it um, is hollow projector. Hollow projector is... Um, a version where when you place the real troop, you also place two fake troops uh, within coherency. Yeah. And so if you imagine on the game table itself, like in real life, if you if you say um, a troop has hollow projector, you would actually need two more models or markers or something to represent yeah. them. Like you literally place more things on the board. Yeah. Um, and... These hollow echoes, they're called, they're called echoes, they follow the controller around. But if you reveal yourself by shooting or doing something like that, they go away. Yeah. And what the purpose is, is the fakes kind of confuse your opponent about which one the real model actually is. Yeah, hmm. and it's, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird one, especially since, uh, yeah, you can review, uh, you can, Turn back your hollow projector state if you're if no one nobody's looking in the states phase. So once you're out, you can go back in. Mm -hmm. um, um, uh, for me, it's still a rule that needs a bit more tweaking. If if, mm -hmm. if you would ask me, Corvus Belly should should still look at this rule because it's it's one of those rules that I I myself think it's not still not working as intended. It's definitely a bit of a strange one. Yeah. Um, so one of the things about Hollow Projector that always strikes me is you're supposed to use it to confuse your opponent into not knowing which troop is the real troop and which are the fakes. Yeah. But um, your opponent is allowed to declare that they're delaying against it. Yeah. So let's say you move your Hollow Echoes and the troop into line of fire, the opponent delays. And then once you declare shoot, the Hollow Echoes go away. So the opponent knows which one is the real one yeah. straight away. Yeah. Um, and that's just, it's a little bit strange because it kind of sort of defeats the point of hollow yeah. projector. Um, to me, a hollow should uh, entice your opponent to fire on the wrong one. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't do that in the active turn because you just reveal like, straight yeah. away when you yeah. shoot. Um, and in the reactive turn, if you're being shot by an enemy troop and you've got hollow projector, as soon as you say, I shoot, your hollow echoes will go away. So the same problem happens. Yeah. You can be very ballsy and not declare an ARO, hoping that they pick the wrong one, but then you're not declaring an ARO. So no. that, yeah. that comes with its own problems. Yeah. Um, that said, there are some definite advantages to hollow projector. There are some things it does really, really well. Yeah. Um, and one of the things it does is, because the hollow echoes are essentially fake units, you can use them to blow up mines and other deployables. So that's amazing. Like if your opponent has a, a very well-defended center with lots of mines and koalas or, you know, whatever it is, yeah. you can use your hollow echoes, walk calmly through and get rid of all of them. Yeah. Which is um, also yeah. weird, because it's actually just a... <laughs> what, what is it? Is it a projection? Is it a... 
a little uh, drone flying around uh, in mm. the middle, just uh, projecting things around him. And then that triggers a crazy koala or a mine, or are all our minds uh, visual and not uh, heat or uh, heat sensitive or uh, anything? What is a hollow echo? Yeah. Like in the law? I actually don't know what it is. It, I imagine in my head that it's um, like a, a kind of visual projection. Yeah. Um, so the fact that it triggers minds is a bit strange, but yeah. you know, there you go. It does. So hey, it has no heat or weight, but it does that. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is uh, one more trick to hollow projectors that uh, you're not such a fan of, are you? The uh, suppressive fire trick. Yeah, that still boggles my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is a bit of a strange one. If you're out of line of fire at the end of your turn in the states phase, your hollow projectors, uh, sorry, the hollow echoes come back. Yeah. So let's say you revealed, you shot something, and then you hid. If you can't be seen at the end, the hollow echoes come back. Um, and you get to pick when that happens, which one the real troop is and which ones are the fakes. Yeah. So that means you can kind of move position, right? Because yeah. if the hollow echoes come back into base to base, you can say, oh, actually, you know, this one is a real one. The other yeah. one was a fake. Um, and so people... Um, question mark, abuse, slash use, depending on your perspective, um, this rule with suppressive fire. Yeah. And what they do is they hide and they go into suppressive fire. And then when the hollow echoes come back up, they make sure one of them is poking around the corner. And then they say, oh, that hollow echo is actually the real troop when yeah. it comes down to it. So you've got some free movement whilst in suppressive fire, which you're not supposed to be able to do. Yeah. Um, you're not supposed to move. That's the mm. one. Then there's the whole thing of, okay, um, we're holoprojecting two guys of you. Cool, but we're not holoprojectoring bullets, right? So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very strange one. Um, but a neat trick if you want to, uh, you know, get into suppressive fire yeah. safely. Um, again, there aren't too many holoprojector models in the game, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's like one or one in Hackerslam. Uh, more with hollow mask, but not hollow yeah. projector. Um, that's most of the skills. Then there are some really rare ones, some ones that you really don't see very often. Um, yeah. One of them is impersonation. Um, imagine impersonation is like camouflage plus plus plus. Um, so instead of placing the real troop, you place a marker, much like camouflage, but this marker needs to be discovered twice. Yes. Um, Depending on the level of impersonation, yeah. there are actually two different levels. But yeah. one of the, the best version has to be discovered twice. Yeah. Um, and it also lets you deploy up to the opponent's deployment zone without a roll or inside the deployment zone with a roll. So very strong for turn yeah. one players because you get to go right up to the yeah. opponent. Because uh, in uh, story-wise, it, uh, it pretends, this unit pretends to be one of your opponents. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's uh, it's uh, in in yeah mostly it's called Bob of accounting. <laughs> Somehow Bob has come along from accounting to be at this battle. Do not much do not much else but then stabs everyone in the back because it's not <laughs> Bob. We've all been betrayed. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it was not Bob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's not a real audit. Um, yeah. <laughs> really good skill impersonation, but uh, very hard to find. There's only, uh, I think, two examples in Hackerslam, one in Toha, 
Um, yeah, 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 there's the, 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 the grief operator. Yeah, that's right. And then where's the last one? Oh, yeah, of course, Shazvasti, Combined yeah. Army. Yeah. Um, so there really the isn't a lot of impersonation. Yeah. That's right. Um, and then one last uh, quite rare one that you'll be familiar with, Raymond. Um, I'll leave it to you to describe is yeah. uh, Decoy. Yeah, decoy. Yo, uh, well, mostly I, 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 it's it's in Ariadna, so <laughs> mostly I describe it. Well, you got the guy over here, and you got the stick with the helmet on top, <laughs> <laughs> pretending to be the guy. It's yeah, mm-hmm. you, you, essentially you uh, you you set up two camouflage markers, but one is a fake. Right. Uh, but it can also be uh, some units have it that the decoy is actually a representation of the model. Um, but once you start either moving or doing any actions, the decoy disappears. So as long as you're, you're holding still, the decoy is, uh, presentable, but once it gets discovered, it will disappear. Or Mm -hmm. if anyone tries to fire at it, it will disappear. Mm -hmm. Or if any of your own units try to, uh, to do things, Mm -hmm. it will disappear. As an aside, does it go if you just move, or does it stay? I, I genuinely don't know. I don't. When see you move, it, it disappears. It's uh, okay. yeah. Oh, interesting. When yeah, you start doing it, anything, it, uh, it it goes. Cool. Yeah, you don't see a lot of decoy around, do you? It's quite a rare one. Yeah, it's uh, uh, two units uh, within Ariadna have it. The Spetsnaz mm-hmm. is famous for it. Yeah. And uh, the Zenit Seven, who recently uh, come with who came with Cos- Cosmoflat, that has it. Oh, nice. And cool. you have decoy on uh, some of the fishmen within. Um, oh, helots. Helots, yeah. Yeah, in Panama. and yeah. Uh, the 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 Cadmus in um, in uh, in combined army in Shazvasti. Mm. That yeah, drops so... in, which is a very handy trick because the decoy can be used uh, to. Well, you land somewhere and you place a decoy within eight inches, so you can uh, really mix up where you combat jump. Oh, that's cool! I didn't and realize the decoy that. land somewhere, uh, and then eight inches apart, you uh, land your unit where you actually want to land. Mm, that's really, really interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. Huh? Cool. Yeah. Uh, that's good to know. Um, so I think that's a rundown of most of them. Yeah. Um, some of them come with other abilities, so it's quite common to see camouflage with forward deployment or infiltration, things that yes. let you just deploy a bit further forward. Yeah. Um, these aren't necessarily sneaky skills themselves, but they just let you be a bit more sneaky with your camouflage. Yeah, yeah, um, you can come closer, have a bit more board control, uh, mm. come out of your deployment zone, mm. get a nice angle. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so there are some trade-offs with a lot of these skills because what you'll usually see in quite a lot of factions is these camouflage troops is one example. Um, they tend to be a bit lower ballistic skills. So we're looking at maybe 11, perhaps 12. And they tend to have um, not the most powerful weapons. Yeah. Uh, there are exceptions, but generally it's a shotgun or a rifle. However... Yeah, yeah, that's mostly the skirmish-class units that... Uh, exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. But because they start a bit further up the board and because they're in a marker instead of a model, they can get like better angles on things. You know, they might approach from the side or they might go behind something. Yeah. So, sure, you might have a weaker gun, but, you know, if you're getting better face-to-face rolls, then, you know, it's worth it, right? Yeah. Yeah, you, uh, mostly the, the, the camouflage also uh, is combined with mimetism. So, 
you 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 leave a bit of ballistic skill behind, but you gain that your opponent has uh, a trickier time to uh, actually fire at you with some yeah. uh, mimetism malices. Absolutely. So, what's your what's your opinion of these skills in Infinity Raymond? Like, what what part do they play for you, and how you approach the game? <laughs> well, it's it's my bread and butter in uh, uh-huh. in in Ariadna. So, um, yeah, it, I can especially attest to that they're 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 great, uh, especially in large volume, which uh, Ariadna can bring. Because um, yeah, you can really bring your opponent on the back foot, uh, mm-hmm. not knowing what it is, or perhaps knowing what it is, but you can mix it up. Like in Ariadna, uh, you have the chasseurs, which can bring in a chasseur and lay a mine. So there's the trick of who's who. Um, right. uh, the decoys also bring a who's who, uh, and then there are different camouflage units. And once you bring in more and more camouflage units, everything can be everything. <laughs> yeah. it's terrifying yeah. yeah absolutely so you know if you bring one camouflage marker your opponent might be able to tell what it is quite easily yeah. if you bring 10 camouflage markers yeah. then it is horrible it really is yeah um, yeah like like uh, some some are these especially sectorials like mm-hmm. um you're you're left to one maybe two or three camouflage units Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of them are clearly uh, as intended because some start in the deployment zone, other are the infiltrators. You can quite yeah. fast determine what it is mm-hmm. uh, just looking at the army list. Um, but with uh, but with and currently with 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 a lot of vanilla armies, uh, there yeah you have more choice of camouflage units. So yeah, Ariana is king, but there are some uh, some armies that can do the same trick as Ariana. And sometimes even better. I'm looking at you, Shazwasti and Combined Army, and uh, Hakislam with the uh, Dalamis yeah. and uh, yeah, all the definitely. different uh, camo units and mm. hidden units. I I think they're really cool rules, like especially in those armies like Shazwasti. You know that is supposed to have in the law this kind of stealthy, like yeah. quite survivable approach, um, and it really. <clears throat> it really plays to that on the board if you want to lean into it. Yeah. But I think for me, one of the things about Infinity that's so special is um, uh, from these rules, so from f- rules like parachutist and combat jump and camouflage and things like that, there's a lot of hidden information in the game. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of stuff that you just don't know about your opponent's yeah. list. And that makes the game so entertaining yeah. because you can be playing against something, you can make all these assumptions, just say, yeah. you know, oh, you know, I've seen this list 10 times before, I've been playing this game for ages, and then you're surprised by something, you know? Um, the troop that you were shooting turned out to be something else, or the camouflage yeah. wasn't what you were expecting, or the combat jump troop comes down behind you. Um, I actually had it in my last game that I've, I've, I've yeah. started moving a camouflage marker, mm-hmm. and then my opponent was convinced, like, all right, those camouflage units, I know them. They're chasseurs. They're 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 they're, they're mostly u- units with short range weaponry. So yeah. that's just he had a yeah he, he had this uh, a unit to discover from from a far Rushi. He was like okay. it, can, it can never harm me. And then yeah. all of a sudden this was Jacques Brandt with an AP Spitfire and he gets oh, four amazing. shots unopposed. Wow, that's really <laughs> gross. Yeah. So so this this idea of hiding information from your opponent yeah. is so cool because it just leads to lots of interesting situations um yeah and the other thing that i really like about all of these rules is that they create asymmetry so for example i'm a hackers player right and 
a lot of my troops are BS 11 or BS 12. If I'm lucky, I'm BS 13. Um, there are some exceptions, but you know, most of them aren't the best gunfighters in the game. Um, if I'm playing against Pano, you know, I expect to see a lot of BS 13, 14, 15, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the head to head option isn't that good for me. Yeah. So instead, I'm going to use um, I'm going to use skills like camouflage or combat jump and things like that to approach my opponent from the side and try and even up these face to face rolls by making sure that my opponent gets like bad range bands on their guns or has to dodge instead of shoot and that kind of stuff. So it means that like I can play games against much more powerful factions yeah. and still win because I've yeah. got all these tricks. Yeah, yeah, it's really uh, it opens up the the, uh, the 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 fight between straightforward and guerrilla tactics. Mm-hmm. Like we have to fight Panosiania uh, with uh, with their great ballistic skills. Um, so it's good to uh, so to especially with uh, camouflage units to find an angle because you can mm-hmm. sneak past uh, certain positions. Just hope that you won't be discovered, mm-hmm. or else if you are discovered, just hide behind something and uh, re-camo again and uh, go on farther and find the position where you can actually exploit a better firing range or the mm. surprise attack or uh, what have you to uh, win a fight against a, a, a unit that on paper has the better ballistic skill and the more wounds and the more armor. Yeah, I think it helps to create these really cinematic moments where yeah. your opponent might be playing a really aggressive like stompy army with lots of heavy infantry and they're just pushing forwards and yeah. you're kind of using camouflage to go around the side and be very stealthy yeah. and take these kind of um you know really crazy firefights where you're shooting into people's back and from different yeah. angles and things that's really cool yeah open up mines and panzerfausts mm. out of other angles uh, like my last game against an invincible army like Invincible Army with the, with the option of NCO and bring in uh, two lieutenant orders and tactical awareness. So they have the orders to spend to really wreck up your army, especially in the first turn with with great uh, heavy infantry gunfighters and mm. just to bog them down with metros, which are actually just suburban <laughs> people <laughs> with a Panzerfaust yeah. and just coming from different angles and, and having camouflaged units ready so they have to spend their orders to dis- either discover or plow through and hope they are not uh, being butchered by anything uh, that's revealed from mm-hmm. under uh, from under those uh, camouflage markers. Yeah, it forces your opponent to play more carefully, yeah. which is really important. Yeah. Um, so do you have a favorite unit with combat jump or camouflage or something like that? Oh, I got loads. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, the... the, the uh, the chasseurs uh, is, is a famous one, which I uh, uh, which I use often, mm-hmm. um, just to be able to be camouflaged and bring another camouflage in the form of a mine la- a laying mine. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's good on the defense because it has a, a, a light flamethrower, um, so someone coming close and thinking either it's a mine will end up with uh, continuous damage. Uh, I have seen uh, Magaribas die to a flamer in one go. Ooh, I've seen that's a- I've seen Achilles die to a flamer in one go. Joan of Arc <laughs> just <laughs> rolling and rolling and failing armor save after armor save and just oh. just, just to a a, a, a reluctant fl- Frenchman with a flamer. 
Wow. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, yeah, so Chasseurs are great, aren't they? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but also uh, on the offense, so it's it's really um, a unit that you can can switch on, like uh, either run up and because of the infiltration be close to the enemy and send the flamer mm -hmm. or three rifle shots up to something mm -hmm. uh, it's it can be used uh, both ways which is uh, oh, right yeah either an, so, as an arrow piece as an uh, offensive piece mm, that's really cool so yeah. with the chasseur i guess if the opponent dodges you put the rifle in whereas if yeah. they shoot you you can just put the flamethrower in yeah right yeah, yeah that's really cool yeah i like that i think in hack islam i've got two favorites one is the nahab which mm -hmm. is uh, a great model that has um parachutists so it can come on the side of the board um mm -hmm. and one of the profiles is a killer hacker so you yeah. can uh impersonate once you get onto the board and then start kind of running around and close combating people and stuff so yeah. that's really really um really really interesting and cool and fun to play yeah um and the other obviously has to be for days. Um, as a Hackerslam player, for days are amazing. Uh, they have the top level of impersonations. That means they get to, they have basically two markers. They have to be discovered yeah. twice. And it means that you can do these really bold turn one moves, like right on the edge of the opponent's deployment zone, running in and kind of getting shotguns over fire teams and all kinds of yeah. nasty things like that. Hmm. Yeah, the the, the 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 fun part is um, is that you uh, uh, in Ariadne is that you're that you're spoiled for choice. So I actually recommend people like go look at 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 several different uh, camouflage markers because I've 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 said this is chasseur, but people would expect the chasseur from a mile away. Um, so it's sometimes to go for the the, the lesser known ones. I'm I'm now yeah like Jacques Brandt uh, is one that I could surprise people with because they do not expect uh, an AP Spitfire uh, in in such a close range. Um, yeah, I can awesome. I can especially recommend to the nomads just look at the Prowler, um, who has now gotten a hidden deployment, camouflage um, with a Spitfire. And then infiltrate. Uh, it's it's amazing the, the the amount of damage that you can do. Like mostly people go to the 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 the, the hard asses, like the the big heavy infantry dudes. Yeah. Or just this prowler yeah. just appearing out of nowhere with a uh, with an exciting gun that can really do damage uh, in the mid range. Um, They're really cool, aren't yeah. they? Um, I I'm also a big fan of um, bandits in yeah. in uh nomads which are a camouflage troop that you don't see too often um but i just think they're really cool because they have really really nice close combat they shoot quite well they have yeah. booty which is the best role in the game as we all know yeah. booty is great um and yeah they're just fun and good yeah. so what factions I, if i'm a new player and i kind of want to do sneakier things and like you know avoid people and play more stealthy what what factions are the best what should i be looking for um well if you want to if if you want to have more sneaky uh, on a broad sense mm -hmm. uh, it, i will always say pick the generic factions pick the vanilla armies because uh, okay. you're you're more spoiled for choice any any time corvus belly re uh, releases another sectorial they mostly release a sectorial which has at least brings in at least a infiltrator or a parachutist or a combo jumper, 
which is added to the roster of uh, of vanilla. And over time, I've seen that yeah, when when we, st- when we started like ten years back, yeah, uh, 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 Ariadna had the most camouflage by far and still has. But currently, uh, you could easily make very high dense camouflage uh, you, um, uh, teams with with current um, with the other armies. Like uh, if you go into Pano, um, there, there's, there's, there's this. Uh, um, there's now, at least because of Faruna, there are a lot of camo mm-hmm. units and the helots. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Tertiaries. Oh, Trinitarians. So here's an interesting thing about Trinitarians: they didn't get added to Vanilla Pano. Oh. Yes, and they're one of the only profiles. One of the only ones in the game that's in a sectorial and not in vanilla. Um, Ooh, that's weird. Yeah, it is very weird. Uh, <laughs> I think there's good reason for that. Um, <laughs> they are like 24 point mimetism minus six uh, skirmishes, so uh-huh. they are extremely good. Um, but your point about the development of vanilla factions yeah. is really interesting. And Pano is a really good example of this because before Varuna came out, it didn't have a whole lot of camouflage, and then suddenly yeah. they got Helots. I think they got the Zulu Cobra as well. Yeah, the Zulu Cobra, yeah. And did they get a parachutist too, or am I imagining that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's also a Bravo. The Echo Bravo. The Echo Bravo, yeah. So one sectorial for Pano suddenly introduced three new uh, kind of uh, less direct options for the faction, which was amazing. Yeah, Yeah. when when, when Jujing got uh, Invincible Army, they got the Zanchas, which uh, camouflage heavy infantry. Uh, yeah. which is pretty neat uh, when White the, Banner came in they got the Hundun the Long Ya and the Long well. Yas so, yeah really nice so uh, yeah there's actually more and more camouflage within all the male mm-hmm. armistice if you really want want to try you can get uh, I, I actually made in N3 a few lists like I'm not the only camouflage one here's some list where you can go all out with <laughs> <laughs> yeah with definitely. a lot of the other factions you can, you really can. So yeah. whilst um, Ariadna might be the most famous faction yeah. for it, there are so many options in the other factions. Nomads are good for it. Hack Islam is good for it. Even Pano now has quite a few camouflage yeah. options. So um, no matter which faction you're looking at, you're generally okay. I think the one exception is O12 as a vanilla, which doesn't have a lot off the top of my head. No, not many. Um, they have their infiltrators, but they're mostly uh, revealed, like the yes. serious team and uh, the gangbuster. That's right, yeah. Yeah, but um, no, yeah, definitely. Pano does it, Yuching does it. So everyone really does it yeah. to some yeah. extent. Yeah, and then oh. some sectorials really stand out, like... Um, they do. Uh, like the the, 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 the assassins. Oh, yeah, uh, They absolutely. have loads, especially they got the impersonator. They got some new hidden deployment units. They did, yeah. And um, so they're they're filled to the brim with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we, we have to talk about Shazvasti, yeah. of course. Uh, one of the main sectorials when it comes to uh, stealth kind of options. Yeah. You've got the Caliban, which is infamous for just being gross. Uh, the Sphinx, you know, yeah. a, a tag um, with camouflage. Yeah, yeah. Shazvasti is actually the, one of those factions that. Uh, the availability uh, is is counting for something, and you do yeah. not want to link them. You, you can bring <laughs> oh, in more absolutely. shrouded, and you can bring in more guelos and more mm. in, more speculo killers. 
<laughs> and make uh, 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 a, a totally hidden army, a totally yeah, camouflaged I, I army. You definitely can. I wouldn't like to see it, but you you can do it. Um, yeah. So let's say. Uh, I'm a newer player and I'm playing against a horrible Ariadna opponent that's all camouflaged like yourself, Raymond, of course. Um, what what do I do to make sure that I can play effectively against this? Like, how do I minimize the effect of combat jump and camouflage and things like that? Well, the the, the thing is, is that uh, uh, I mostly say play like it's not there. What do I mean by it? Uh, mm. Mostly, I'm trying to get into your head as well as uh, winning the game. Um, uh, I'm trying to fool you with all those camos and let you spend a lot of orders on discovering or uh, going another way because you will try to avoid all this, uh, these uh, uh, mines. Um, I'm, I'm trying to scare you because one of the most scariest parachutists that we have our, uh, our Van Zandt, which comes from the back, and the Mirage 5 team that comes from the back. Um, so uh, I definitely try to play mind games on, on am I, do I have these units in? Can I come in from your deployment zone? Can I, uh, are these uh, mines something else? So it's best to uh, just ignore it. Um, I've seen opponents spend four or five orders just to get rid of the mine and on the sixth order they're like ah sod it and they just move in and then the unit that was trying to discover and kill the mine uh, actually dodges the mine uh, when passing through um, so yeah the, 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 the most of the camouflage tr tricks is to uh, let you spend orders and uh, you do not have much so you end up not doing objectives or killing my army so <laughs> Yeah. Just go. Yeah. Just just try and move past, <laughs> and because uh, um, in the end it's still a, a dice game, so you could. Yes, definitely. You could survive or make your armor safe or uh, 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 make your dodge. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think before yeah. before this episode suggests. Uh, sorry, before we started this episode, we were actually talking about how. We can both struggle a little bit against heavy infantry yeah. fire teams because when you're playing a lot of camouflage, um, you've usually got things like mines and rifles and shotguns and all of that stuff is good. But if the opponent has armor four and dodges on fourteens and has two wounds, like yeah. they just might not even care yeah. a lot of the time. Um, they just walk straight past you. Just take that mine on the chin or whatever <laughs> comes. Uh, mm -hmm. from hidden deployment with one yeah. shot and just says, oh, I, I just take that shot and if I, exactly. I wound it. Because, um, yeah, mostly the strength from the camouflage is, comes from the, the first reveal. Yes. Uh, most of the units do not have that much of a staying power unless you look at the heavy infantry uh, units that can, uh, uh, that can camouflage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like the the regular ones, the real skirmishers are from twenty thirty points on. They're yeah. they're they're light they're lightly uh, they they're, they're most of the impact comes from the surprise attack on first uh, on first go. But after that, they're mostly uh, picked off uh, quite easily in my uh, in my experience. Yeah, so it does happen with the heavy infantry yeah. unit. Just just taking the first the first <laughs> surprise, and after that, just mostly. Uh, uh, knows how to deal with whatever has revealed itself. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, I would agree with that. I think, um, you know, if you are struggling, just pick a troop that's kind of beefy, um, try and withstand that first surprise. And if you do, you should be in a really good spot to yeah. then start trading, uh, not even trading, just killing them, actually, because yeah. you're probably not going to lose. Um, or sending in it, a unit that you now know, oh, it's, it's revealed to be such and such. So let's... Right. So let's just go kill it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think when it comes to parachutist and combat jump and things, um, one of the, one of the issues that I see new players have for the game is they say something like, "Oh, you know, I I don't enjoy taking all of these cheerleaders or cheap troops that just provide orders. I don't enjoy it. They don't do anything." But actually, to me, when I'm deploying my army, all of those cheap troops, I usually leave them facing the sides or the back. Yeah. So that if my opponent does have a combat jump or a parachutist, I'm going to get an AR on them. Yeah. So I would actually turn around to those players and say, actually, you know, some of those cheaper troops that guard your deployment zone are yeah. really important because yeah. that's their job. Yeah, like uh, we we have this 15 unit uh, threshold now, so people are not uh, are less likely to take workhorse. Mm-hmm. But workers have been the bane of my existence with parachutists because they're <laughs> either they, you, you, you jump, especially with 360 on a higher uh, on yeah. a higher position, they can either flash pulse the unit so it's stunned when it comes in, mm-hmm. or send out a warning to all his other mates to turn around. Yeah, and, it's really uh, good. Uh, yeah. And and all of a sudden this 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 one sneaky. Attack is 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 been uh, told to all the whole of the army, and they're ready with their guns out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Everyone just turns around in that kind of stuff, and just slaughters your oh. dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, same same thing now for uh, total reaction remotes, right? Those remotes with the three sixty visor and yeah. the total reaction HMG is really good at yeah. going up against uh, combat jump and parachutists because you can't get behind them; they're yeah. still going to see you. Yeah, that's my mostly my, my advice is to. That's why I mostly with parachutes and combat jumps to wait out the first turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's uh, it's compelling to go in first turn because yeah, it's an order you leave off the table. Yeah. So once you jump in on the first turn, you and and your and your dude survives. You can uh, you can get an order from it in the second or uh, or, or third turn. But mm-hmm. to come in the second turn, mostly you can wait for that specific moment where the 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 battlefield opens up. There are yeah. some. Uh, there, there has been some losses on either side, or uh, your 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 opponent has advanced uh, across the battlefield. So its def- defense mm-hmm. might be not as tight as it yes. was in the first turn, and then to come in and jump and and mm-hmm. exploit a yeah. weakness. Yeah, I think that's a top uh, a top tip is that. As someone that plays a lot of those stealthy tactics, I am looking for you to weaken your defenses by pushing up and leaving holes, right? So if you keep everything kind of tight together, I can't do that. It's not going to work. And the lists that I really struggle against are lists that might have, you know, 10 or 11 troops that don't do a whole lot and then a tag that does the heavy lifting because then the opponent doesn't need to move everything, no. to attack they're just moving one or two units around and then they end up safe and they're still tight and, and yeah. packed together and i can't i can't attack that from different angles so. yeah the rest is just looking at the board edges ready to uh, exactly exactly ready to kill that parachutist or combat jumper yeah yeah definitely um and then i think one last thing that i'd add is if you are playing against a marker unit like a impersonator or a camouflage or something like that um 
if you possibly can, it's a really good idea to have one model that you don't care about so much discover and another model delay. Yeah. Um, because if everyone discovers, they're just going to reveal and shoot you for free, yeah. you know, because discover doesn't oppose a shot. If everyone delays, they're probably just going to keep moving, in which case they might end up safe or behind you or yeah. in a really horrible position. So it's good to have some units discover and others delay yeah. so that no matter what they do, you get something. Yeah, it's handy to have at least some cheap cheap dudes uh, to, to really mess up. Like, uh, I I hate Tigers with a passion. Cause you do? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're there for five points. They can really wreck a Ariadna player's plan just to uh, uh, move in in a situation where no other unit within the com combined army wants to move, but they can sacrifice themselves. Yep. To reveal mines or reveal uh, camouflage markers, or yeah, they can. It's 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 lucky that their whip is low because <laughs> in all other cases they will be discovery heroes. Uh, yeah, what is the whip of a tiger? Oh, eleven. Yeah, 11, yeah. Um, what that things... they don't have any sense of smell. That's <laughs> no, they don't. Um, one of the things to add to this that people might be surprised to hear is. Uh, those helper bots that follow doctors and things around, the three-point ones, yeah. um, they have whip 13. They're actually perfectly good at discovering. Yeah, um, yeah. And if a camo marker is going to reveal to shoot it, then it's a slave drone. It's not doing anything. Yeah. So um, they're really, really nice discover units if you take them. Yeah. So we've talked about what the skills are and what they do. We've talked about some of the pros and cons and the factions that they are in. And then we've covered a little bit about how to play against them. Is there anything else that you'd like to add to this, Raymond? Or do you think we're about ready to wrap this episode up? Uh, I think uh, impersonators are uh, mm. an important one because they're, they're, uh, they can really wreck up a beginner. Uh, they can. Uh, to have a impersonator, especially if someone go if your opponent goes first turn, uh, because of the two discoveries, it's not easy to uh, uh, to get them out. And mostly, you just have the situation that the impersonator probably will kill uh, that one what it wants to kill. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I, impersonators are really tough one. Yeah. Um, it is an expensive skill, and you know most of the impersonators once they're revealed are basically line infantry. You know, yeah. arm zero or one, no, nothing uh, too fancy. But the problem is because it takes two discovers, they're so good at pushing into the enemy deployment zone. Yeah. Um, there is a strategy that I like to talk to people about with impersonators, but I'm hesitating because it can go horribly wrong. But I'll just talk about it a little bit anyway. Mm -hmm. um, if I suspect an impersonator, I tend to bunch my guys up a little bit and keep them quite tight so that they're all overlapping with their fields of fire. Mm -hmm. um, the advantage of this is that I get a lot of units that can delay and shoot if they need to or discover. It's yeah. really, really good for that. However, there is a significant downside. If I mess up and the impersonator lands a smoke grenade, they might cover a lot of troops and then they can calmly walk from one to the other close combating them, which is horrible. Um, so on the one hand, it makes it much easier to discover the impersonator and react against them. On the other hand, it can make the impersonator's life a bit easier because they don't need to travel as far to kill your units. Um, yeah. So 
be careful with that one. Yeah. But if you do it well, it can be very effective because there's no way for them to yeah. get in easily. Yeah, I always try to uh, at least uh, I know what my, my, my favorite targets are for an impersonator. So uh, like my veteran Kazakh who has a lot of points, heavy machine gun, you want to take yeah. that one out. Um, uh, it's it's handy to have camouflage units uh, that can yeah. look out because they have this 360 uh, yeah. view going on. So uh, you, you expect the impersonator to kill something, but you can also expect that if you can set up in such a way that if it reveals and if it does its kill, it at least will pay for it with its own life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and another way to ensure that is just to keep units with templates around so that yeah. when that impersonator reveals, you get an automatic hit. Yeah. Um, very, very useful. Um, yeah, tough one, impersonator. Really yeah. hard to play against, but um, definitely can be done if you're just quite tight with your deployment um, and keep your chain rifles close. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the last thing I know that uh, uh, mostly when, when I have to face someone with impersonator, uh, or that I know that the army has impersonators, when uh, I already expect it with the roll-off, so I mostly try to uh, choose the first turn just to <laughs> be sure that the impersonators cannot wreck my face. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's always a good option, isn't it? End up with the first turn, uh, whatever mm -hmm. the mission is, um, and just uh, I mostly used it. Uh, my uh, Helot Freedom Fighter just send the fish after it, try and discover it, and just <laughs> fight it to death with an eight-point model. <laughs> yeah, really good at that as well, because yeah. they're dogged, aren't they? Yeah. Those, um, yeah. Um, okay. And, uh, yeah, yeah. On, on, to, to go back to hollow projectors, I really hope that uh, Corvus Belly takes a hard look at the hollow projector and uh, mm -hmm. changes it up a bit. Because yeah. the, the tricks that it has are silly to me, so I, I would love to see the... The, the, that they would not uh, activate crazy koalas and, the, mm -hmm. and such things with, uh, with their blast because it's a projection, it's not something heat-based or anything. Right. So it would be fun, like, I reveal my uh, mine, and you, you will reveal it, but uh, in the end it's like, oh no, the hollow echo is turned off, so the, uh, it, it just cancels the whole situation. Oh, that's interesting. So it doesn't trigger because doesn't it's trigger. it's just a hollow projection. Yeah. yeah, that would be interesting. It would reveal, um, but not uh, not trigger, and the hollow will, would be gone. That yeah. Would be fun. And... I mean, I I know they're trying to avoid complication in the game at the moment, but it would be interesting if different deployables responded in different ways yeah. to the hollow projector. But you know, that's maybe a bit too complicated. And the whole thing that I would would make it such a way that. Uh, when you say like you move and you say fire, that all the hollows fires, right? Hollows fire. Uh, but once you start, uh, when you have allocated all your dice and you want to start rolling, you can say, "Oh, these ones are the fakes." So uh -huh. the, this this one firing is actually the one that you're having the face to face with. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and the that... same for arrow that they will all uh, all fire. react with fire. But once you go to the dice rolls, you say, okay, this is the actual face-to-face. -face. Mm. So you have split your burst, sir, but uh, only this middle one is the actual one uh, you have to fight with. That that would make it incredibly good. Yeah, it would make it incredibly <laughs> it good. So good. But um, if, you, if you take away all the other tricks, uh, it would be fine. Sure, it depends on the troop it's on, doesn't it? Yeah, really? yeah. Um, yeah, I think I agree. Like, 
Hollow Projector is a really good skill, but it's good for a couple of very strange reasons, yeah. like the mind thing and the suppressive fire thing. Yeah. It doesn't hold up to me as a skill that's as powerful in its own right as camouflage. It's like you need to kind of abuse it. Like I hesitate to use the word yeah. abuse because I don't know if it is, but you have to do strange things with it to, for it to reach its full potential. Yeah. Every time they say this is the rule, it's like, no, no, no. You say it's a feature, but it sounds like a bug to me. And, <laughs> Maybe. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I withhold comment on that. <laughs> yeah. Strange one, though, Hollow yeah. Checks. We'll see what happens with it. Um, yeah, but what a, what a great episode today, talking about all of the kind of non-direct um, yeah. techniques that people might use uh, and the things that make Infinity a little bit more interesting, the things that hide yeah. information from your opponent. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It most, it mostly it, it, the game comes down to being in the right spot with the right weapon. Uh, it does. To have, to have the right range so that your, uh, so that your uh, uh, results are, uh, are high but never zero. Or low or never zero, because um, uh, yeah, and and these these shenanigans make it so that you can that you can reach those positions either easier or with weaker units that can yep. uh, do outsta outstanding things because they uh, they're in the right spot at the right time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or even that your opponent might think they're in the right spot, but once you reveal your camouflage, they're not in the right spot, yeah. right? Oh yeah, um, <laughs> which is really really cool um but i think that's about all we've got for today so thanks yeah. for listening to another episode of whip 12 and we look forward to speaking to you next time bye bye